live from Queensland, Australia, it's... Speak away, bruv. A show where two brothers just shoot, shoot the, the breeze. breeze. My name's Bailey. And my name's Cooper. So let's speak away, y'all. Woohoo. Yeehaw. Ooh, that's a shiny new intro. Uh, hello there, everybody. Um, as you heard from that uh, colourful intro that we have made for our new show, uh, my name is Bailey. And my name is Cooper. Uh, we are brothers uh, and we're starting our own podcast because why not? Everybody has a podcast. And, that's exactly uh, right. Yeah. And Cooper and I, are. would you call us entertaining, Cooper? I would call us extremely funny comedians. Well, that's totally not putting an expectation in people's minds for what they can expect yeah, okay. for the next... Yeah, that's a bit high. I think we are very funny and we could be comedians one day. Okay, something to build towards. We're going to build towards comedianship. Exactly. And we're going to see where we land. Yep, probably um, nowhere near. Yes, so uh, everybody, welcome to Speak Away, bruv. Oh, yeah. Yeehaw! <laughs> So Cooper and I were toiling over what to call this podcast um, and uh, we were looking around everywhere and uh, I saw the book Eat, Pray, Love and Cooper and I often talk to each other in weird accents and one of the things we say to each other all the time, because we are brothers, is bruv in a kind of cockney accent. So, you know, bruv rhymes with love and so then I basically reworked Eat, Pray, Love into speak away, bruv. I've got to give you that very genius. Thank you very much. It was uh, it was after a long period of time of trying to come up with a name for this show. Yeah, about half an hour and a lot of fighting. A lot of fighting over what we're going to name the show. But I think we're both happy with it now. We've we've kind of worked the the kind of way that we want to do this show into our segments. Um, so our segments today. So we're going to start the show. With uh, top of the show to you, um, like we're the Irishman that we look like, um, because we are both ginger. Um, so at the top of the show, we're going to talk about our goals for 2023 because it is now 2023. You know, time time flies when you're having fun, or so they say. Makes me feel older every single day. Said the youngest person here. Exactly. Um, and so after we talk about our goals in Top of the Show, we're going to go into What You Think of That, uh, which is our kind of main body of our show today, where we'll be talking about the state of modern education, um, which I know feels like a kind of big topic for A, our first episode, and B, a podcast that we've now described as a bit of a comedy podcast. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. But, you know, we, we like to talk about things and we're, we're funny, but we're also intellectuals, aren't we, Cooper? I think that's taking it a bit far, but sure. Right. Well, you took it far with the comedy thing, so now I'm taking it far with how smart we are. Agreed. So let's just say that we're both numbskulls, and then we'll build up I'm to sorry, people thinking we're... I'm sorry. We're Who's the smarter one here? Me. Right. We're going to have this fight on podcast. We're going to have this fight on mic, and then I'm going to put the mics on mute and go over and punch you in the face. That's a bit much, but sure. <laughs> so anyway, after we've had our fight and after we've talked <laughs> about the state of modern education, we're then going to do a segment called uh, Tell Me Why, which, Cooper, what's Tell Me Why inspired by? 
Tell Me Why is inspired by the yeah. famous iconic scene from Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Jake Peralta has a bunch of people who are suspects for, what was it again, a murder, was it? Yes, a murder. And he gets them to sing the iconic song, Tell Me Why. Well, the, the actual iconic song is I Want It That Way, but it's okay, you're, you're young. Um, but uh, as, as, that song, as people of my generation know, that is also a reference to the, the Backstreet Boys famous song, I Want It That Way. So in Tell Me Why, it's a segment where Cooper or I ask the other a question about something that, you know, they're an expert on. I'm an expert on some things. Cooper's an expert on other things. Uh, and so today I'm going to be asking Cooper a question, but we'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, but first, let's get into top of the show, do you? Top of the show, do you, lad? That's it. So... At the top of the show, uh, we want to talk about our goals and kind of about us because, you know, this is our first podcast and um, we want you guys to have a sense of, of who we are. So I'm Bailey. I'm the older brother of, of the two of us and the eldest brother of our, of, of our entire family. We have a middle brother. He's on the deck at the moment. He's kind of mixing the audio and making sure we sound good. Yeah, he's the director of this show. He's the director of this show. You will not hear him speak. He, he's not on mic, but he's kind of giving us a, a nod. And we may refer to him. His name is Declan. So we're Bailey, Declan and Cooper. And we may chat to Declan every now and again, but he's, you know, he's a, he's a silent one. He probably won't talk back that much. But uh, he's so silent. He's almost invisible sometimes. Almost invisible. But you should know that he's always here and he's yep. always staring at us almost it's almost concerning the way he stares at us through this, the taping of this show. Yeah, most of the time it's me he's staring at. He is. He's trying to get Cooper to talk more because I usually have to lead, lead the conversation here. And he's trying to get Cooper to, you know, step up a bit. Yeah. So, yes, I'm, I'm Bailey. I'm the elder brother. I am in my early 20s. Um, so I've kind of finished my... Uh, education journey from what we're talking about today. So I've got my bachelor's in film and television and I'm currently working in the film and television industry, um, which is a topic that we'll discuss in, in later shows. Um, we're not going to cover it too much today. Um, but yeah, I, I work in film and TV and, and we'll talk about it in the future. Um, my goals, I have some career goals that I'll probably talk about in a future episode, but I'm looking to kind of make some moves up this year and, and, get some bigger jobs and some some kind of bigger roles and and be a little more involved in the process of of creating i'm also writing a book at the moment i'm writing a novel so i'd like to get that to a place where i can start looking at at publishing later next year um my uh one remaining goal that i want to talk about today is cooper and i both do martial arts and so uh, i'm currently working towards a grading so getting a belt um, we do, uh, a style of martial arts called Arakan. It's a Burmese style. Again, we'll probably talk about it in a separate podcast. We'll do one on kind of martial arts and, and the culture and, and the discipline and all that kind of thing. But for now, I'm just going to say that I am looking to grade, uh, for my first belt at some point next year. And which belt would that be, sir? 
what a great question. I can see that you've noticed that Declan's been glaring at you to talk at some point during the yes, last Yes, I week. have noticed that. Yeah, so... He's been saying, talk about the novel. Yes, thank you very much, Declan. You say so much with just your eyes. Um, <laughs> so what belt would that be? That would be my yellow belt. And in Arakan, there are less belts uh, than you would have in something like karate. You don't do as much testing. So the yellow belt is kind of the equivalent of a karate black belt. That's kind of how we metric where you're at. Perfectly not confusing. Perfectly not confusing. Um, now, Cooper, wh what about your goals? And I know that your goals are kind of going to bleed into our education topic because, of course, you are still in school. Um, but tell us about your goals for the new year. Well, goals for the new year. Well, one of my big goals was this podcast. So there's one goal accomplished. There we go. We've started Start a podcast. Of the year. First goal accomplished. There we go. Already. N not bad. Pretty good, all things considered. Second goal. I think this is a goal for anyone who's in school. It's to try to get the best grades you can. Like, yep. not saying that I get bad grades because I actually get quite decent grades, but there is always room to improve. Yep. You know, like I got a few A's this year, but there's always room to get more A's. Yep. So that's another goal. Um, what, what else would be a goal of mine? Well, if you don't have anything right now, we can come back to it after we talk about our, our main topic for today as part of our What You Think Of That, um, which is the state of modern education. Big statement, I know. And it's going to be a conversation that we have across multiple episodes because we are tracking something this year, um, which is Cooper's journey through distance education. So um, I, throughout my entire schooling journey, I stayed at the one school, which is something that may be unfamiliar to any viewers kind of outside of Australia, mainly in the US, because I know that's not, not a thing that kind of happens there. You guys go through, you know, your primary school or... What do they call it over there, Cooper? Do they call it primary school? I feel like they do. Um, I think they call it... That's actually a good question. I think they call it lower, middle, high, maybe. Lower school. I know they do middle school and high school, but I don't actually know what they call, like... The their, low grades. They're early. Anyway, one of our American viewers, tell us, what do you guys call that? We yeah, could Google it, but I can't be bothered. Yeah, exactly. Um... So I was at the same school from kindergarten. So when I was about five until when I graduated at about age 18. Um, so I was at the same school for my entire life. Um, I'll talk about my experience with that a little later. But Cooper has been at that same school for about the same amount of time, um, you know, from when he was about four or five. It's been about... 10 years this year was my 10th year there this year was cooper's 10th year there and it was also for the moment his last year there because cooper is now transitioning into distance education now um we had a question when we were kind of looking at this of well what's the difference you know we were kind of using distance education and homeschooling as interchangeable terms 
But what we learnt through this process of getting Cooper enrolled in distance education is that they are actually quite different. So homeschooling is where you take a curriculum and you, um, your parent or parents guide you through that curriculum. You don't have a teacher. You're not necessarily enrolled in a school. You're enrolled in homeschooling and your parent is your teacher. Exactly right. Now, our mother is a school teacher. Has been a school teacher for 30 years. 26, but good effort. I know, I see you're taking Declan's, Declan's advice to get more involved, but just, you know, facts. Oh, is it 26 actually? 26. I'll 26 clarify years. that. Okay, we'll, we'll fact check that. Declan, Declan, what are we thinking, Declan? He's holding up 26 fingers. How is he doing that? That is a really good question. He's, he's incredible. He truly is. There's just something about Declan. Anyway, maybe maybe if we do a video podcast, we'll be able to have Declan on and they'll be able to see his his 26 fingers that he's holding up for us well, right now. Well, he's actually got 50 fingers, but he's only holding up. He's only holding up 26. That's exactly right. Just over half of them. Yes. So 26 years mum's been teaching. So mum could homeschool Cooper. Yeah. That's a, that's a viable pathway. But then we must also point out that she is a qualified dance teacher. Yes. So even though she can do all the other subjects, she is qualified as a dance teacher. Yes. That is a big point. That is a, f- that is a very good point, Cooper. So our mum is a, a secondary or senior school dance teacher. Yeah, she is about as high as you can go without being like a head of faculty or anything. Yeah, so... Highest a normal teacher can go. Yes. So she's an experienced senior teacher. Yeah. So... Uh, that's what our mum does, but, uh, the decision was made rather than going with homeschooling was to go distance education, which is where Cooper is enrolled in a school that specializes in distance education, which is great for people who are in rural communities where they maybe don't have a school, you know, particularly in Australia, there's a lot of people who live out on cattle stations out in the outback who need that kind of support. Exactly. And it's not just people in Australia. I believe there are even some people that are overseas. In yes, this who school. are enrolled in this school that Cooper's going to. So I don't know. I'll have to check that. But from what I know, yeah. So the the that's kind of the distinction between homeschooling and distance education is that homeschooling it's more of a parent driven thing, whereas distance education you have a teacher, you have classes, but the classes aren't taken in a classroom where you're sitting there. They're taken over Zoom or yeah. they're video lectures that you then watch at a later date. It's kind of more of a university way of doing things. Yeah, there's pretty much so you're not on with your teacher all the time. You have a, let's say, a meeting with them once or twice a week. Yep. And that's also with other students that are um, not, at school, they're f- from home. Yep. And you just, they give you the work for the week and they say, just get this done in the week. We don't care when you do it in the week, just get it done. So you could get it done five minutes before it's due, which is what most people at school do. Yeah, but you could get it done in 
two days and then you yeah. have five days off. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a little bit it's it's a much more flexible system. And so with with that kind of now that we've talked about what distance education is versus homeschooling, for you, Cooper, you know, because it was a conversation about what you wanted to do, whether you wanted to remain at normal school or or explore this distance education pathway. What was your thinking when this idea was proposed to you of distance education and why did you think that it was a good kind of option for you moving into this next year of schooling? Well, I kind of thought, so, you know, always good to try something new, obviously. And, you know, I've been having some issues with friends, so it would mean that I get a little bit of a break. And it also mean that I can just focus in a bit more on my schooling adventure yep. rather than everything else that goes on at school. Yeah, so so there's kind of those those two things there is is the social element of school and the and you're holding your finger up at me. Yeah, because Declan's telling me to say this. Okay. You're not fully away because when you have like a carnival at this school, they do say to you, you can come up. So they set up everything for you so that you can choose whether you want to go to the school for like specific events. So in Australia, we have something, for example, called a formal, which is like your prom or homecoming. And you pretty much just... They have a separate one for distance ed kids to where you can choose whether you want to go or just not go at all. It's completely up to you. Yeah, so that's that's an important point that we didn't bring up. Thank you, Declan. Very helpful of him. Was that we th- this school has a campus where students go every day and have the normal school experience. They just also have this program where you can be a distance ed kid and you don't have to go into class every day. And it's distinct from the main school. But, you know, they do offer the opportunity for um, distance ed kids to go in for sports carnivals, for, you know, discos, and as Cooper was saying, formals, which is the equivalent of a prom or a homecoming, and um, engage in you know, social relationships with other students rather than just doing it all exclusively via Zoom and via your kind of weekly check-ins with your classroom teacher and your class. Yeah, and also as we were going into this, we actually managed to talk to someone who is in distance education. Yes, and at has a lunch been we were at recently. We ha- yeah, has been at in... Bleh, can't speak today. Who has been in it for the last few years. And this person said it was the best thing that they have ever done. Yeah, and and that it was a great way to have a lot more flexibility in learning. And I think that that's something that's really important for you, Cooper, because one of the reasons that we haven't talked about for your transition, and we don't have to talk about it, but, but we'll at least mention it, and if you want to go into some more detail, you can, is that Cooper... Uh, 
has been diagnosed with dyslexia for a number of years now. Now, dyslexia, for those who aren't familiar, is a it's classed as a disability, but essentially what it is is that it's a difficulty in reading. It's um, just the way that the brain is wired in some people that they have a greater difficulty with reading. And so that means that in the current education system, which we'll talk about in a minute, kind of what the current education system is and why it's not great, is that with a lot of the tasks, there's a lot of reading required and reading is something that's very difficult for Cooper. Yeah, so unless this exam that you're doing is testing your reading, then the school has to provide you with either a reader, a person there reading the questions, or someone who has like a bot on your computer reading it out or pre-recorded someone reading it out. Yeah, and Declan's exactly right. We need to mention that what that is, that those kind of special considerations, they're all laid out in an individual education plan or an IEP. Yeah. So every student that needs one, so Cooper is a student who needs one, uh, has an IEP, which is an individual education plan, which lays out these special considerations that need to be made when marking work, when setting up exams, when setting tasks in the classroom. Yeah, exactly. Thank you very much, Declan. That was a very important point to bring up. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks, bruv. Thank you, bruv. We appreciate it. Speak away. So, um, so that's kind of where Cooper is at with his education journey. And we'll be talking over the course of the year about, you know, in, in our top of the morning to you. Sorry, top of the show. We don't want to go Top of the show to you. We don't want to jacksepticeye to to cancel us for stealing his intro. Exactly. Sorry. Sorry, Jack. Um, but now that we've checked in with where Cooper's at in his education journey, I just wanted to kind of briefly talk about the state of modern education, where I think it's at based on what I experienced and what Cooper's experienced. And, you know, our, our mum being a teacher and knowing a lot of teachers myself, the way that modern schooling is currently set up and the way that you achieve success in the modern education system is this is the kind of process that you go through. You read a text in class, whether it be from a textbook, whether it be a novel, you know, if you're in English or literature class, you read something or you're told something in class and asked to write it down. You then have to, in an assignment or a test, either recall that information. So, you know, for example, you've seen an exam, you've got to recall a book that you read or an article that you read in a, in a journal and either verbatim lay that information out and reference it or you've got to paraphrase that information so that it's legally distinct and you're not plagiarising. Yeah, that actually brings me on to one annoying thing about school is they will put a video on, which is rather helpful, and then they'll play it and say, write notes, and then most likely they will never pause the video to let you write down your notes, so you're missing the key information. 
Exactly. And so you've got these, you know, quote unquote learning aids that are designed to help you learn. But in reality, the kind of goal of, of modern schooling is not to educate you. It's to teach you how to take tests and teach you how to write assignments, which is different from actually learning things. Yeah, and that brings me on to another thing. The IEP doesn't just... It isn't just a thing in an exam. It's actually a thing in classes. They have to have, like... The teacher has to set up, like, have you use technology to help you so that you can learn it and then do your best in the exam. Exactly. So, you know, in... I, I briefly mentioned it, but because you've brought it up, Cooper, let's talk a bit more about it. You know, so in terms of in-classroom aids, that might be that, you know, there is a dedicated um, teacher's assistant in the classroom if there's a few of you in there who need in individual education plans because there are a number of reasons why you might need an IEP, not just dyslexia. It's, it's a number of things. Yeah, there's a number of reasons why. And so... You know, for example, there's a teacher aide in the class. That teacher aide might be looking after four different students. Someone like Cooper needs help reading through a text. So, for example, if there's a, a pop quiz or there's a, a reading activity where Cooper's got to be, you know, reading from a book or reading uh, a part of a textbook, then there needs to be a support person there or the teacher needs to be able to support Cooper in being able to read that effectively so as he can have the best opportunity to get the information he needs out of that lesson and be able to use that in, in a test or an exam. The problem that I have with that is why are we educating to the end of why are we educating towards the outcome of taking a test or an exam? Why are we not educating towards making people uh, more educated and helping them foster a passion for something? So Yeah, also life skills. Also life skills. That's exactly right. You know, I, Cooper and I, and we'll talk about this in a minute at the kind of end of the segment, we have... We, we're going to talk about some of our favourite subjects and some of our favourite uh, avenues of learning. You know, one of our least favourite subjects that, that both Cooper and I agree on is maths. I think everyone can agree on that. I think most people can. There are some people who are very good at maths. We love those people. We want those people to be good at maths so we don't have to be. Yeah, I mean, I'm all right at maths, but it's just... It's not very good. No. It's just very hard, I think. Yeah. And so throughout my whole schooling journey, uh, I had to use at many points in my life Microsoft Excel. And I was never a fan of Microsoft Excel. I didn't Neither. like it. But when I got out into the working environment, I had to be able to keep track of of money and different things. You know, I work in production department, which part of that is we work quite closely with the accounts department and we do a lot of kind of money management. 
And so I was having to do all this money management, but A, schools don't teach a lot of solid money management skills. Yeah, they really don't. They really don't. And, and it's a real issue. Uh, and number two is I didn't have anything that I could use to track any of this kind of stuff until my boss suggested, well, why don't you set up a Microsoft Excel? And I went, well, but I've never used Microsoft Excel. Like I've used it for school, but that's not really using it. The minute I started using Microsoft Excel, the way it's intended to be used, which is not how schools implement it. The minute I started using it, I fell in love with Microsoft Excel. Yeah. I love Microsoft Excel. I use it all the time. I use it for my personal finances. I use it for my tax, like my, all of my tax workup, like all my personal accounting. I use Microsoft uh, Excel now and I love it. But I had to find that outside of school, you know? Yeah, because some of the things they teach you, they are going to help you in the real world, but some of it just isn't necessary. Like Exactly. Algebra isn't really necessary for most people. It's only in certain jobs where that really comes out. Well, you know, it's it's always said in schools, you know, everyone always asks, oh, well, when am I going to use algebra? And the yeah, teachers, I hear that all the time. The teachers always say, you're going to use algebra. They always well, say for, like, buying you groceries, you need to know math. Well, you need to know financial math, mm. but algebra isn't really financial math. And exactly. I can tell you, as someone who has been graduated for a number of years now, you know, I've been out of school for about six, six years now, five, six years. Yeah, it's about five years since you got out of actual school Probably two years since you got out of uni. Three years since I got out of uni. Oh, my God. Time flies. It really does. But anyway, so like, you know, I've been out of school for like five years. And I have not used algebra outside of helping you with your algebra homework. Yeah, because that's really hard. Yeah. But I literally... You professionals if you're going to do that hard I stuff. literally have not used algebra in my day-to-day life. Yeah, there's probably... Are there any jobs that would need algebra, actually? I mean, math teacher. That's probably it. (laughs) I mean, there probably are jobs. But, you know, I I think that... And I think that a foundational understanding of algebra is fine. But why are we teaching kids algebra for their entire schooling career? And why are we teaching quadratics and complex exponential equations and and all of this stuff my gripe with modern education and let me get closer to the mic because i'm getting a little far away because i'm getting a little loud i'm just going to bring it back in for a second i'm just going to send to myself Declan's thank you Declan. Declan's like bring it down a bit have, have a moment with the people so i'm going to have a moment with the people Cooper, you're free to join me in this moment with the people. Okay, because I did actually have something to say about this. Well, how about you say your thing and then I'll say my thing. I'll cool down for a second. You, Good you do idea. your thing. So, in one of my recent math units, we have something called a formative, which is pretty much like a practice test to see what you're good at. So, you do a bit of the unit, 
formative test, do the next bit, and then another formative test, and then you do revision before the exam. Now, a lot of times I've seen it, especially this year, that the formative test is actually harder than the real exam. And another thing is that we do, like, all this stuff on this unit, and then about a quarter to half of the stuff we learn in this unit is in the actual exam. So we just learn all this unnecessary stuff, which why when we can be learning more about the necessary stuff in this unit? Yeah, and to kind of build off what you just said, you know, you kind of alluded to it when you're talking about the formatives. You're not describing a year's worth of work. You're describing a term's worth of work because so, so often in your maths in particular, in maths in particular and Cooper's maths that he's been doing, he does like three big units of work in a row in a singular term, which is what, 10 weeks? Yeah, so we have 10-week terms. So if you don't know what that is, so pretty much two terms makes up a semester. Yeah. And we have two semesters in the school year, so four terms. Yeah. All around the 10-week mark. And we're learning like, I remember one unit was like algebra and measurements. and So you're learning all this stuff. It's like three units and half of it, sometimes not even a unit, will make it into the exam. Yeah. So uh, I, I think what I want to say, and just to kind of, you know, wrap us up as we move out of this section of the show and into another section of the show, is that the state of modern education is that it's largely based on pumping young people full of information not with the intent of having them learn it and understand it but having them be able to recall it so that they can utilize it in accessible items whether that be an assignment or a test and then never using it again yeah so i think that what we need to look at you know, as a society and, you know, of course, the two of us being two young people, we have the authority to, to make this move happen, you know, just Declan alone. I mean, Declan has massive amounts of pull in, in world government. Declan could honestly be a president. He could be a president, but he's slumming it with us and he's directing our podcast. Exactly. And we're very grateful to him for that. Thanks, bruv. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Um, we really need to focus more on learning and educating and inspiring passion, you know, and, and we're about to talk about now. Let's talk about now. Our passions. Our favourite subjects. Our favourite subjects. So, so our what our ideal school schedule. That's exactly right. Look, you can read the teleprompter. That's I very know. good. I know. I normally can't read, but I can actually read it without glasses. I'm proud of myself. Well done. High five. Oh, this is really inconvenient because you could hear that in the distance. We're at a very big table right now. Yeah, I can barely reach him. We literally both just had to stand up, run down this massive table that we're at and high five in the middle and quickly run back to our seats. Bit um, dramatic, but yes. 
Well, Cooper, it's a comedy podcast. You've set us up now as a comedy podcast and we have to be funny. Yeah, we almost stepped on Declan on our way. We did. Declan's actually sitting in the middle of the table on a swivelly chair, just kind of yeah. alternatively staring at me or Cooper, depending on who... Mostly me. ...on who he needs to pick up the slack. Yes. Yeah, it's mostly I'm, me. I'm mostly seeing the back of Declan's head right now, <laughs> which is good. Occasionally he turns and I get a little, you know, if you might be able to hear my heart rate rising a little bit on the podcast. Um, so, yes, Cooper, good reading. Our ideal school schedule. So we're going to talk about, you know, in an ideal day or an ideal week, what subjects would we want to do at school and why do we love those subjects? Um, okay, so I can already start by cutting out maths. We can cut out maths. Put it in the bin. Cut it out. Well, in the bin. let's say this. We would put maths back on the table if the mathematics curriculum was more applicable to real world. Maybe. It'd if be at the bottom, though. If it might still be at the bottom, but you'd at least get a lot more out of it. Yeah, but right now, in the bin. In the bin. Current S maths curriculum, get it the hell out of here. Declan. In the sin bin. Declan, put it in the sin bin right now. Exactly. Thank you. Disqualification. Declan's done a three-pointer to a bin across the room, and <laughs> it's mathematics is in the bin. It, he gave it a red card on the way to the bin. Wow, he not only did a three-pointer, but a red card. Exactly. See, I couldn't see because he held the red card up in front of you, <laughs> and I can only see the back of his head, which is still red, so I guess it's a red card. Exactly. There we go. All right, Cooper, what's your ideal school schedule? What subjects do you want to be doing? Okay, so... I think this will apply to both of us. Drama. I don't know what you mean. I'm not dramatic. Sure. Because <laughs> are you actually going to tell them about your little story quickly? Uh, I think we'll save it for a future episode. Okay. We're teasing you here. We're, we're teasing. The, the, for, for those listeners at home who have gotten this far into this podcast... Uh, we'll, we'll just let you know that this is the second time we've recorded this podcast. We we did a test of this podcast and uh, we wanted to do it again. Uh, Cooper, you know, told me to make it funnier and Declan told me to make it funnier. So I've been bringing my comedy A game. Same. And now Cooper's falling behind. Cooper was great in the last podcast. He had bits. He was firing on all cylinders. Yeah, that's because Declan made me cool it, so... Right, Declan's asked you to bring it down a little bit. Yeah. I understand. He threatened me with no lunch, so I went, okay. Oh, my goodness. I and he's paying out. for lunch, so, I mean, we've really got to listen to what he says. I know. Mum's the caterer, by the way. Yeah, mum's mum's currently in a in a you know industrial kitchen somewhere making our lunch. Yeah, we've told her to start up a cafe, but she's staying over here with N us. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're paying her more than a cafe would. Well, she'd be paying herself, so... That's yeah. true. Um, so drama, yes. Drama. We'll, I I have a a fun little story that I told in our last recording of this episode about about drama. I'll tell it in a future episode. I think there's an opportunity for me to tell it in one of our episodes that we have coming up. Yeah. So then, um, I would go. Well, tell us why you lo you love drama. Well, because I am a very dramatic person. I know Declan definitely agrees with that. He is nodding with a big smile on his face. Oh, he's smiling at you. That's that is impressive. the first time. That's the first time. Good job. He's even laughing a little bit. Oh, my goodness. 
I know, he's gone crazy. Okay, he's just giving me the stare back. We're good. Okay, we've talked too much about him. Let's let's move on. So, yeah, and I actually, most of the time I get an A in drama. There was just one time where I got a B, but it was 80%, so it was like 0.5 of a mark off an A, so I got really angry. But that was a... That's a really good subject of mine that I also enjoy. Uh, next one, history. We both love history. And then, for those of you who don't know, this is food tech. So it's pretty much where you get to cook different foods for assessment. So I do love that. Uh you're not talking about why you love these things. Declan's turned around to me and he's just thrown his hands up in the air. Like, why? So history Tell me why. I know we're not up to that segment of the show yet, but tell me you why. You just gave it away. Anyway. I already told them at the top of the show. Oh, yeah. I've forgotten. But um, history I love from an assignment I did last year, which was about... Well, when I say last year, actually, it's 2023. So it was actually 2021, two years ago. Oh, wow. Time flies. And it was about ancient Egypt. And it really just sparked my interest. So I decided to keep going with that passion. Food tech, I think it's just because you get to cook and be in the danger zone, considering you can burn yourself so much. <laughs> Do that a lot. Declan's just put on aviators like he is in the danger zone. He is in the danger zone. He's sitting next to us. That's true. He's between the two of us right now. He really is in the danger zone. Yeah. A few weeks ago, there was even a fire in the kitchen. Did I ever tell you that story? No. There was a fire in the kitchen? We were cooking some beef mint stuff. And this person took it off the hob and there was just a little tiny flame. And it sat there for a few seconds until they blew it out. Holy moly. Yeah, it wasn't the first time that that's happened. Right. Bunch yep. of pyros in your class then. Not just my class. Apparently, the ca that kitchen catches fire quite a lot. Right. I don't know whether it's the people or the kitchen itself. Well, who can say? I mean, you're in the room, so I mean, you're the okay. greatest pyro of them all. I, I mean, that is true, but I never set anything on fire. Fair. So your top three classes are um, uh, history, drama, and food sciences or food tech or however you want to kind of phrase I it. I also just want to add two, maybe three more on there quickly. Visual art, actually. Mm. So like painting and all that, that's really fun. Are you an artiste? Yes, I am an artiste. Uh this one I would have never said until up to about a semester ago. English. Oh, wow. He's come around on English. I used to hate English more than math. It was so hard I would get, like, highest grade would be, actually, no, that's a lie. On most assessments, I'd get a D or a C, apart from speaking where I'd get a B or an A. Except for when I got this new teacher of mine two semesters ago at my old school. She was a really good teacher. And she just helped me a bunch. And 
she got me to where I got good grades for everything in English. So she kind of made me like English a little bit more. Mm. I think that's it. Okay. Let's well, go to yours. Let's go to mine. Um, Quickly. Declan's giving me the stare now. I know. Declan's Declan's giving me, you know, the, the he's starting to play the music like they do at the Oscars, you know, the hurry the hell up music. He's going to start throwing some insults at you soon. Maybe. Or maybe rocks. I, I'm i worried about what he's got under the table there. Um, so my maybe ideal... Maybe rocks, mate. <coughs> oh, no. My ideal school schedule, uh, like Cooper said, uh, we both love drama. Uh, I, I really liked drama in, in high school. Um, both the performative element of it, because I've, I've done quite a bit of acting and I really love um, performing, but also the kind of written elements and, and deconstructing dramatic works, uh, which kind of bleeds over into uh, English and literature. I really love reading. I really love um, writing. Um, as I said, I'm writing a novel. He also so likes speaking a lot, like I also everyone. I also am, am quite a good public speaker and, Same. A, and a good debater, so which is why here we are on a podcast. I'm not a great debater. I'm just a good public speaker. That's it. So that's why, you know, Cooper's not offering a lot of arguments to what I'm saying because he knows he will lose. Well, so far I haven't disagreed with anything you're saying. We'll see how many episodes we get through before that happens. Um, so we've got drama, we've got English and literature. Uh, history, like Cooper said, um, my kind of love of history began uh, quite early on in life. Uh, our grandfather uh, is a big fan of like old movies and loves watching documentaries on like the History Channel. And so whenever I'd go over to his house, which I did quite a lot in my early life, you know, he looked after me a lot. Um, we would watch a lot of documentaries on the History Channel about you know, the world wars, about ancient civilizations like Egypt, like Greece, like Rome. Um, and then even Australian history, you know, um, the stolen generation and things like that. And my granddad did a lot to educate me about the things that happened there. For those of you who are international, the stolen generation is where um, indigenous people, so Aboriginal people from Australia were displaced from their families. They were taken um, from their people and raised alongside white families. And it was essentially an attemp attempt uh, at cultural cleansing Yeah. to try and make the Aboriginal culture disappear entirely. Thankfully, it did not succeed. And they're, you know, in this country, we're slowly working towards reparations with our Aboriginal communities and integrating their culture more strongly with ours, which is amazing and we want that to happen and we want more of that to happen yeah so if you're interested in that aboriginal like taking story i recommend you watch a movie called the rabbit's fence the rabbit proof fence yeah the rabbit proof fence is a movie that was released in the early 2000s 202 i believe yeah so it's essentially about these three girls who are taken from their family and uh, sent to this re-education camp, basically. Um, and they end up escaping and walking all the way back to their um, family home. Um, using the fence. 
yeah, the rabbit proof fence is this fence that ran through most of Australia. That was essentially rabbits are an invasive species to Australia. They're not native to the country and they were causing a lot of uh, ecological damage. So this fence was built to keep them away um, from a lot of the indigenous uh, ecology, you know, biospheres, you know, to keep them away from certain plants and certain predators in the wild. So, yes, I, I fell in love with history through all that experience I had with my granddad teaching me. Um, what's another subject that I really enjoyed? My one last subject that I'll talk about for today is film and television. I really um, enjoyed film and television, going through high school, you know, getting to make stuff, getting to edit, getting to write, um, all that kind of thing. So those are our ideal school schedules and uh, that's kind of the end of our education talk for this episode. We will do some check-ins with Cooper as he begins and continues his journey through um, distance education. So we'll keep you updated on that. Yes, and if there is anyone still listening, let's go on to the next section. If you are still listening... Thank you. We really appreciate you. Yep. Um, let's go on to the next segment, which will wrap out our show. It's Tell Me Why. Oh, yeah. So, on today's Tell Me Why, I have a question for Cooper. Uh, and this question requires a visual aid, which I'm just pulling up on our little screen right now. Ooh. So, my question to you, Cooper, is there seem to be a lot of people interested in in classic cars now for for our viewers cooper is a massive car fanatic yep. he loves cars he has since he was very little knows more than most adults about cars watch so many things on cars no just watches knows reads everything so cooper i want to ask you there's a love of vintage cars that i can understand my question specifically today relates to something that I've noticed very recently from a lot of the people that I follow online, friends that I have. Everyone seems to be obsessed with a vintage Ford Bronco. Now, I've pulled one up on screen here. Specifically open top. Specifically the open top. It's kind of a Jeep looking thing. It's got raised suspension. It's a bit of a beach cruising looking thing. But I... You know, I, I just don't get it. You don't understand it. I don't get it. Explain it to me. So, Ford have a very popular lineup, And back in these days, they made some real crazy cars like the Ford Cortina, which was... Cortina, sorry. Which was one of the best-selling cars in, I believe it was the UK. And they made, like, the Ford Mustang, which is iconic to this day. And then they made the Bronco in the 70s and they made it up until the 90s now back in the 70s this was a beautiful car which most likely you would see rolling around los angeles roof off just everyone having a really good time and that was the market that they were made for and that's why everyone loved them they are also easily moddable so you're most likely not going to find a Bronco stock. It'll most likely have, like, you know, 
big mud tires and new wheels and you know at my old school there was a teacher that had two old Ford Broncos one of them was a really old one like this it was actually his wedding car and it was modded up to like 600 horsepower crazy fast beautiful beautiful vehicle and so then Chevy and Dodge saw how popular the Ford Bronco was and they decided to come out with the K5 Blazer and the Ram Charger, which were kind of competitors to the Bronco, but nowhere near as special. I know the Ram Charger pretty much, from what I know, they sold none of them and they were not popular at all. The K5 Blazer was definitely more... more beloved by people but everyone loved the bronco the most and another car that fits into this category is the jeep wrangler which is another king in this world so then as we get into like the 90s in my opinion at least the fraud bronco kind of lost its way it became like almost like what the ram charger and the k5 blazer were originally which was pretty much a family car it turned from a fun open top vehicle to a family vehicle big ugly wasn't really moddable diesel engine at least i believe did diesel engine and really it went out and so then everyone wanted the bronco back when they cut it so they brought a new one out which there's the sport model which is kind of like the 90s bronco version the daily one the one which family people buy and then there's the higher up models like the wild track badlands raptor which are more like the old ones which i will admit they are cool but they have had a few problems you know engine problems windows cracking and shattering the roof actually was a big recall to where it was cracking the hardtop roof so then they made it only canvas roofs so in my opinion that's not really a feasible option so that's why everyone goes for these old broncos now they're classic they are worth a decent amount of money on the used market and they are just a blast to drive. Okay. Especially okay. as nowadays the Blazer is pretty much just a family crossover. Right, okay. So so it's kind of hearkening back to, to an older, eight, like a, a, a better era of these cars. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I can understand that. Well, that that segment signals that that the show is over. So, so unfortunate. I know. Can we, we record a second one right now? Maybe. I mean, if if the people want to see it, then I guess they'll see it next week in their inboxes uh, when we we release our next episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of our podcast. I'm sorry if we didn't live up to the, the comedian standard that Cooper has set for us yet. Well, it is the first episode, so we will. It work is the up first episode. That. 
maybe we've met, maybe we've kind of met the standard for the intellect. I don't know, Declan. What do you think, Declan? No comment. Oh, he's walked away. Okay. Wow, he's gone. He staged a walkout. I don't know if that's good or not. Uh, I think it's a mix of good and bad. We might be about to get yelled at. I can hear something. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Well, before anything uh, untoward happens on air, uh, we should probably go. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about sustainability. We're going to be talking about climate change and climate action. We're going to be talking about green cars, which is something that Cooper's very much looking forward to. Yep. Kind of alternate fuel solutions. It's something that we talk about in our house a lot. Um, and we'll have another tell me why. Next week, Cooper's going to have a question for me. I don't even know what it's going to be. I guess we'll find out. Uh, yeah, I don't even know what it's going to be yet. Well, I guess you've got the week to figure it out. So well, I haven't got a week. I've actually got less. But it's a week in your time. For, for the audience, they have a week until they find out what Cooper's going to ask me. Oh, um, my God. Their suspicion's going to be crazy. Their anticipation. Can you feel the anticipation? That's the one thing I Edition. don't like when... This is the one thing that I don't like that people do. They make you wait for days and you're like, ah. Well, guess what? Now we get to do it to the people. Now now it's payback. Um, That's pretty much it, guys. We're going to, each week, one of us is going to do the farewell. Uh, and we're going to do it in an accent of the other person's choosing. So this week, which one of us is going to go first, Cooper? You, obviously. Do I invoke eldest privilege here? Yes, you do. Well, I guess I do. Declan says you go first, so you have to do it. So I have to do the accent. Tell me what accent I'm doing. I don't know, actually, what accent we should do. Let's go with... We're going to do your South London accent. My South London accent. Let's see if I can do it for an entire farewell. Well, everybody, thank you very much for listening. Uh, in a moment, you'll hear our little stinger for the episode where you'll hear all of our uh, various social medias. We're going to be on uh, Instagram. We're going to be on not TikTok. We're not going to be on TikTok. I refuse to be on TikTok, you youngster. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree, Sean. Very good. I'm glad to hear it. Email. Uh, we're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna have an email so that you can contact us directly. Uh, but you'll hear all about that in a minute. For now, ta-ra. And now the end is near. And so he fades the final shout-outs. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, everybody. We are just getting started, so we'd really appreciate if you could follow the podcast so that you can hear our future episodes as they release. And if you can rate or leave a review, that would be amazing. We're going to try and post an episode every week. Uh, we'll see how we go with that one as we're starting up. If you want to follow us for updates and any funny musings on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Speakawaybrovpodcast. 
If you want to get in contact with us to tell us about your opinion on something we've discussed in today's episode or request a future topic of conversation, you can either DM us on Instagram or email us. Our email is speakawaybruvpodcast at hotmail.com. We want to hear you speak away, bruvs. So I'll catch you soon, listeners.